welcome to another episode of Unqualifying Sessions with me, Amy. And we are back with another race rundown. This time it's all about the Singapore 2022 race. Now, it was wet. We had safety cars, virtual safety cars, chaotic, but it was also a bit boring. I'm not going to lie. Um, I think this was a general consensus actually on social media that there was chaos, but it was also boring, particularly not the first kind of part of the race. So in total, we had six DNFs um, and like I said, numerous safety cars and virtual safety cars. There was actually quite a few mistakes I think because of the weather that they had, um, some parts of the track looked, from what I could see on the TV screen, looked pretty dry, but other parts were soaking wet. And because it is a street circuit, they were saying it's not, a lot of the time the tracks are like built in a way so that the water will run off. Um, But obviously because it's a street circuit, it's not built in the same way. Plus, it's really humid in Singapore, so the track just wasn't, in certain parts, drying um, like it should. It did mean we had a late start. Um, It was pushed back by about an hour. And also, because of the length of this race and because we had numerous safety cars and whatnot, um, we didn't actually have the full race length as in the amount of laps. Um, we went to the two hour window, which just um, happened at Singapore a couple sometimes. Um, it's quite a long lap distance. So, you know, that plays a factor, plus the fact that you always, so far, we've always had a safety car at Singapore. So it always kind of plays in to the two hour time limit. Um, we did see quite a few mistakes from people. I do think that possibly was to do with tyre degradation. For majority, a lot of people said on the intermediates for quite a long time. And like I said, at some points, you could hear radio saying, stay on the wet patches. And then it's like, stay on dry patches. So it, it was a bit of a um, bit of a weird one in, in that respect. But enough general ramblings we're going to go through kind of the race um i'm going to try and do it by team i sometimes feel like i miss people out so i've kind of done it slightly differently i've written out my notes today so if you hear any paper going it's just me flipping through my notepad um and i'm going to do it team by team just so i can try and give you a better overview of of a bit more of what happened sometimes it's very easy just to kind of stay on the highlights but we want to know a little bit more anyway we're going to start with red bull so we have a win for perez great for him but we had not a a great race for verstappen so it was a very close qualifying i would say between leclerc perez and hamilton they were also close to each other. I think it was something like the biggest gap was like 0.054 or something ridiculous like that. Um, so super, super close. Um, 
in the end Perez and Leclerc had a very similar reaction time actually but Perez just got an overall um better start I think um pretty quickly after um lights out away we go he was in front of Leclerc and he essentially maintained that for the whole race um there was at one point and during the race it was kind of discussed within the team you heard on the radio that Perez was going to be called to the stewards after the race um essentially due to an incident with the safety car um essentially not leaving enough space behind um which he did get a five second time penalty for after the race however this was kind of discussed a little bit during during the race and you actually heard um the engineer say to Perez look we are going to get investigated after the race um this could be a five second time penalty make sure the gap to Leclerc behind you is big enough so you won't be impacted um he ended up leaving just over seven seconds the gap was so in the end he was fine and he didn't get his win taken away from him now a lot of people were saying that they thought that this was Perez's best win and he actually got voted driver of the day on Sky Sports if you were watching um from that channel um I don't know I think it was a pretty good race for him maybe not his best but um win I think um there may be another one if you know what I mean, that I, I think was slightly better. But I think it's just because he came from the back to the front. I always think those sort of race wins are are the best. Um, anyway, uh, I can see why a lot of people are saying, though, that it is the kind of the race win of his career, just because of how taxing Singapore is. Um, it's very strenuous. They... Can, drivers can lose up to three kilos because it's just so hot and humid and it's also very mentally taxing as well so I can see why um, some people are calling this the race win of his career now moving on to Verstappen he didn't have a great weekend he had a bit of difficulty well not really difficulty on his end but qualifying wasn't great um one reason's being as he had to abort his laps a couple of times a few times it was due to uh, yellow flags um, and on the last kind of flying lap that he went for uh, he was told to abort the lap over the radio this was due because he had to come in and have a fuel sample basically they do this every now and again and there has to be a certain amount of fuel in the car for them to get the sample if there's not they can essentially get a reprimand for this so I think Red Bull playing on the side of caution here. So they asked him to abort his lap. So they definitely knew that there would be enough fuel in the car for them to take their sample. But obviously this did impact his race starting position. Um, in the race, he actually did not have a good start. A uh, pretty bad start for Verstappen actually. Um, and he did recover some of the places that he lost but um a lot of people were going off and making little mistakes i like i mentioned in the beginning i think because of the dry wet conditions the degradation of the intermediate tires etc etc blah 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 um 
he went off like many people did and made a little mistake here and there um so you know he kind of had to keep regaining position um again after he spun so he had to regain position so he lost blah blah blah. um he ended up in seventh which i believe is one or two i didn't write it down um i believe one or two positions ahead of where he was so not awful but not a great uh, race for him however it is looking quite possible that Verstappen might go into Japan winning the championship um essentially he just needs to win and he's won um <laughs> the championship so um it's looking as long as he can have a good race weekend and win he will win the championship in japan this year anyway that's red bull done next we have ferrari for second and third for leclerc and signs um this weekend signs did seem to be a little bit off the pace um he just quite never got up there to Leclerc or to Perez at any point really. Sainz did have an incident with Hamilton at the very start of the race um, but again this was deemed as a racing incident by the steward so no action was taken um, and because he couldn't quite get up to pace it was a, a relatively quiet race for Sainz not too much really happened with him. Um, then we have Leclerc he had a really good qualifying and kind of like I mentioned, very close um, between Leclerc, Perez and Hamilton. As mentioned, Perez kind of pipped uh, Leclerc at the start of the race. Um, at times it looked like Leclerc was getting pretty close and, and it was looking like a, a, a battle would commence. But Singapore is, is, is a difficult track to overtake. So it's, it, it's a weird one and... Like I said, he never quite got there. And then seeing how much Perez wanted to pull away, I think the Red Bulls are kind of in their own element. They're, it's absolutely mad for them. But really good, well, decent race for Ferrari. I think it was kind of good to see a nice, clean race for them. We've had a lot of discussions recently. I think I've seen it on different podcasts and on you know social media and discussions on you know the tv about ferrari and it was kind of a a nice clean clean race for them and i think they kind of needed a nice clean race good points sort of thing so decent and good race for them moving on to mercedes and oh it was looking pretty hopeful for them um like i said so close in qualifying um, with Hamilton to the front it looked like you know if Hamilton's gonna win the race this could be it um and unfortunately it just just didn't pan out for them so George didn't have a a great qualifying it was decent but it wasn't the best um I think he managed to get through to Q3 but um he didn't you know get a, a particularly great finish and he did take a penalty um so he started from the pit lane and after that he didn't really in my opinion recover um russell came together with a few drivers actually during the race 
including Latifi and Mick, which I think really hindered Russell's Russell's race. Um, they did take a bit of a gamble, and again, it it wasn't really a gamble that paid off. They put him on the mediums, and I think they just put him on too early, and it was kind of showing in in the data that you know sector one and sector two once he got the mediums to where they needed to be they were giving him purple sectors but he was just losing so much time in sector three that it wasn't really benefiting and then all of a sudden you know we did start to see the fastest lap time coming in for george russell um but we did have a safety car and then everyone else changed to mediums a few people on softs um but again he made a little bit of contact with mick so it just it it just wasn't a great time for him he ended up 14th um in the end of the race um hamilton lost position after racing instant which i mentioned already with signs um and like quite a few drivers you know ended up going off making little mistakes um which again cost him positions there was one where towards the end of the race where it was hamilton vettel and verstappen kind of just overshot it and and lost lost position um so he ended up ninth i think a bit of a day for mercedes to forget um after looking quite promising um at the start of the weekend now moving on to mclaren and what a great day for them lando put in another good weekend at both qualifying and the race and managed to take some great opportunities and made very little mistakes if any i didn't see any um so a great job for norris and he came in fourth overall great day for him um ricardo also had a really strong weekend which i think he definitely needed whilst his qualifying wasn't great he got knocked out of q1 the aussie did make up 11 places to finish fifth which is the highest finish of the year for ricardo i would say the safety cars did kind of play into both mclaren's hands um allowing for a double stack pit stop um without having to sacrifice too much good position for either driver which was a great time for them i think to be fair they was kind of discussing at discussing 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 um, at the time about over undercut um which would be beneficial and i think at the time it was a little bit like could kind of go either way um but the pit stop with the safety car it was like you couldn't make up better timing um I believe at the time both drivers only lost like one position due to the safety car which in the pit which is you know unheard of you usually lose unless the person behind you is like 20 plus seconds behind you you don't usually just use lose one place you usually lose you know a couple um and they managed to main game get those positions back after the restart um due to having a really good race it does mean that they have overtaken alpine in the constructors for 
fourth place again so really well done to mclaren yes it's a little bit of good luck a little bit but you also have to make your own luck i believe in formula one anyway alpine okay alpine had an awful day okay they they really did um both cars dnf'd um again they had a bit of a mixed quality um very similar to mclaren actually ocon out in q1 um but alonso went through to q3 actually alonso was pushing some really quick times during um qualifying so that was really interesting to see but for alonso's 350th race start it was not meant to be for the team and had a double dnf so a day alpine would want to forget um and i'm sure they're looking for japan to try and get fourth back um from mclaren Alfa Romeo, also not particularly great day for them. Um, Joe unfortunately DNF'd pretty early on in the race after actually a pretty decent qualifying um, the day before. Um, so that was all over for him. Um, Bottas had an okay race but didn't make it into the points um, coming 11th overall. Not too much really more to say for Alfa. I do think that Bottas and Ricardo were two of the end drivers actually to go on softs which i think is a is, was an interesting choice when everyone came in for their pets on the safety car um purely because i think the tires did fall off but um after a while but at the start it you can gain quite a few positions so it is it, it, it was a weird it, i don't think there's necessarily a a bad choice but that's all i can say for alfa romeo aston martin though on the other hand a really really good day for aston martin again another double points finish for them um they were looking really good at qualifying but did go on the slicks a little bit too early and um kind of ruined the rest of the qualifying for them but they were sharing some really really good pace before race day Lance usually actually does pretty well in the wet so you know he loves a good wet condition Lance Stroll does um and did a really good job in the race and, and came sixth overall it's also a really good day for Vettel coming in eighth he really held off um Verstappen um in the last stint but obviously Verstappen overtook him in the last lap he, yeah he had a really a really decent race um again i think double points finished for aston martin definitely needed for the team and i think from some of the qualifying and um race pace they had it's looking very promising for the team um due to aston martin's very good results actually they have now managed to move up to seventh in the standings so uh, going back to not so good day now with Haas, um, it was not a good day for them. Um, they had a very solid qualifying, especially for K-Mag. It just did not end well on the race. Um, after an incident at the start, Magnussen was given the black and orange flags, which he's been given a few times actually this season. 
Um, and once he came in for this pit stop, it basically just kind of never quite got back to where he was. Um, unfortunately, I think just one too many pit stops and just couldn't quite get back to where he needed to be. Um, Mick didn't have a great day either, finishing just behind his teammate in 13th. Um, again, this was a bit of an incident with Russell. Um, he just wasn't really able to get back up to the pack, unfortunately. So not a great day for Haas. But um, there were moments, like I said, for qualifying. You can see there's some good pace there. They just need to sort out whatever it is. Because it, it's just something that's just not quite there, I think. Try and avoid incidents, maybe. Could, <laughs> that could help. Alpha Tauri, again, a bit of a tale of two halves, I think. Um, they were looking quite promising in qualifying. I keep saying that. I was looking really promising in qualifying, but they were. They, they, they were doing well. Um, Gasly managed to round off the points and finish in 10th overall. Um, unfortunately, though, so noted DNF during the race, and this DNF actually helped a lot of teams um, and allowed the safety car for everyone to essentially change the tyres. Um, interestingly enough, I was looking at this and essentially all the rookies to, to the track, all, all the ones who'd never been to Singapore, basically DNF'd except for Schumacher. So, um, that was quite an interesting start, I, I thought anyway. Um, but yeah, it, it like I said, it's, it wasn't... It, Gasly in 10th for Alpha Tauri, not a bad finish, but Sonoda DNFing was not great, but they did show some quite good potential in qualifying. It, again, it's another team where it's like, I don't quite know where you're at. Like, you have the potential, but it's just not quite there. Maybe they will extract something for next year. Um, I really don't know, but it's an interesting one to watch. And Williams, bad day bad day um both cars dnf'd during the race so no points for them this weekend um there's not really too much to add didn't have particularly great qualifying didn't have particularly good race because of dnf's but i would say despite not having a great weekend we have to shout out alex albon um who managed to get back on track this weekend after um everything that happened um over month's weekend he for him to get back um onto track so quickly is absolutely amazing to see and it's so good to see that um he's now okay and and fit to drive again so um that is a positive for williams i must say um but yes that was the race weekend um and how the teams did and and everything so we move on to japan we don't have too much uh time to go until then i will just give you a very 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 quick uh rundown of where everyone finished just because i kind of i've kind of said where everyone finished but just to go over in one big long list we have Sergio Perez in first, Charles Leclerc second, third Carlos Sainz, Norris fourth, Daniel Ricciardo fifth, Stroll sixth, Verstappen seventh, Sebastian Vettel eighth, 
Lewis Hamilton 9th, 10th, man out the points, Pierre Gasly, Valtteri Bottas in 11th, Kevin Magnussen in 12th, Mick Schumacher 13th, George Russell 14th, everybody else DNF'd. So our DNFs of the day were Yuki Tsunoda, Espan Ocon, Alex Albon, Fernando Alonso, Nicholas Atifi and Joe Guan Yu. Anyway, we are in Japan this weekend. All of us European people are crying because we have to deal with like one of the one, like two um, <laughs> races where we have to get up super early if you want to watch it live. Australia are looking at us like, boohoo, we do this every weekend. Um, and actually the Americas too. Boohoo, we do this every weekend. Get over it. And um, yeah, so an early race for us on the European uh, friends. But Japan, we've not been to Japan for a while. I'm very excited to see what happens. Um, I think a few people are due an upgrade, as usual. Um, possibility of Max winning the championship here, which will be interesting. Oh, oh, and we'll have all of the gossip about the spending cap i think that comes out on wednesday so the day this podcast goes out we'll know about the spending cap so keep an eye out for my instagram and possibly my tiktok i have not done a tiktok video in quite a while so um i'll try and do one about the cost cap if anything happens or not um my instagram if you don't follow me there um is linked in the bio but i'm just gonna tell you it is unqualifying underscore pod and then my tiktok if you want to follow me there not that i post as much as i should do is f1 underscore amy amy2 um and you can follow me there I will try and post something um about that um for you to have a look but anyway that's me that's us I hope you enjoyed Singapore let me know what you think did you think it was chaotic and boring which is the general consensus um don't know why I said it like that but anyway um let me know your thoughts about Singapore let me know thoughts about what you think could possibly happen in Japan I have no idea do you think Verstappen's going to take the title there I think it's kind of likely but I don't want to say it too loud because I don't want to jinx people anymore um so let me know what you think and as always thank you so much for listening and I will speak to you in the next one okay bye